The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. But right now, I wanted to get into this. Um, doctors in the Edmonton zone of the Alberta Health, Alberta Health Services are setting up their own pandemic response committee. They say it's in response to, quote, troubling rise in COVID-19 cases, a decrease in public trust in the Alberta government, and the need for Albertans to receive evidence-based information endorsed by the medical community. Dr. Dina Hinshaw, the current uh, medical officer of health for the province, was asked about the committee on Friday. I am always grateful for colleagues who are working hard to make sure the public has accurate information. Uh, it's my understanding from speaking with colleagues that uh, some of the concerns this group is wanting to address are concerns about uh, fellow physicians who have made inaccurate or misleading statements in the public. Uh, and so I'm happy, of course, to work with any colleagues who are doing their best to make sure that the public has accurate information about the severity of COVID-19 and how serious it is and why we must address it together. And Dr. James Talbot is the co-chair of the Strategic COVID-19 Pandemic Committee and was Chief Medical Officer of Health for Alberta from 2012 to 2015, Dr. Talbot. Dr. Talbot, uh, nice to have you on the show this afternoon. We appreciate you taking the time to, to join us. The first meeting is scheduled for tomorrow. What's on the agenda? Well, the first thing on the agenda is to um, look at uh, the range of things that the committee wants to be involved in. Um, there is a, always a problem with scope creep in something like this, and so we want to make sure that we concentrate on the things where we can be most effective. The second thing, I think, will be to take a look at whether we have enough uh, of the kinds of expertise we need. We already suspect that we need a geriatrician and a psychiatrist because uh, older people are uh, uh, bearing the brunt of the uh, uh, hospitalizations and the deaths and also and the psychiatry because we're all feeling the stress of this uh, once in a lifetime kind of experience. And after that, we're going to start taking a look at what kinds of information we can get out there uh, to help correct the misinformation that Dr. Henshaw was talking about and what kind of information we can put out uh, so that people, both individuals and businesses, can make the best choices uh, that they can to help bring this back under control. Dr. Talbot, um, a lot of people are, are wondering why now. Um, I just I, just before we went on the air, I had a, an email from one of my listeners as well saying, you know, why did it take so long to form this? We've been in this now for, you know, nine months. Why now? You touched on misinformation. You talk about, um, uh, you know, public trust in the Alberta government. Can you expand on, on, on those and, you know, a little bit more on why now the timeline sure so i mean i think the thing for people to remember is that once uh, alberta mobilized on this and they did so under dr henshaw's leadership early and effectively um, there wasn't really much need to speak out because the numbers came down and we had a very good june july august even september uh, but what's happened, and the thing that we're most concerned about is the Edmonton Zone medical staff, is that since then, the numbers, uh, particularly in Edmonton, have started to rise precipitously. 
and they're doubling about every two weeks. And if they continue on that pattern, one of the things that you can guarantee is going to happen is that hospitals are going to become overwhelmed. And that uh, that is very concerning to the people who work there, which include physicians, but also a lot of healthcare staff. It's concerning to the people who are in the hospital. But it's going to be even more concerning the need uh, the people who need to get in hospital. So if, if this doesn't, we don't get this under control. It's not just COVID uh, infected people are going to die. The young mom who has a birth complication that requires an ICU or a ventilator can die. The businessman with his first heart attack, or the young woman with a serious asthma attack. And so we really need to do the right thing now. Uh, to make sure that that future doesn't happen. Dr. Talbot, it's it's interesting if if you spent some any time on my text line whenever we're talking about this pandemic, um, um, your 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 head you, you might just want to pound your head against the wall uh, at times. There's a lot of people out there that still believe that um, that this is all fear mongering, that um, that it's no worse than the flu, that this is all really a bunch of uh, baloney. To be honest with you, what do you say to those people? I mean, I, I think there are some folks out there that are never going to believe what um, Dr. Hinshaw has to say or what your organization, what your committee has to say? Well, let me start with, uh, although this isn't a big deal as a flu, the worst, uh, or as a pandemic, the worst uh, pandemic in modern times was in 1918. It's estimated about 50 million people died worldwide. Number two and number three on that list happened one in the 50s and one in the 60s. And globally, uh, in one, it's estimated 1 million died, and the other 1.3 million. And that was with no control measures in place. Right now, globally, we're looking at 1.4 million dead. And so anybody who says that this is just a severe flu, well, they're right. It's now, it's now the second most severe flu in history. And if their idea is that it's not really severe until it hits 50 million, well, I'm glad that they're not in charge of making decisions. <laughs> Dr. Talbot, um, you, you talk about um, uh, providing Albertans with medical advice. Um, do you, do you, you were former medical officer of, of health for, for the province. Are, are you concerned that that might be seen as undermining um, the work of Dr. Hinshaw and what is, what is coming from her office? I would not want to act in any <laughs> First of all, anybody who knows me knows that I do not appreciate backseat drivers or Monday night quarter, Monday morning quarterbacks. Uh, and so we would never do anything to try to undermine Dr. Hinshaw. We're doing this to be in addition to uh, what she's saying, not in place of what she's saying. But one of the things she cited, and she was absolutely right, is that we have medical colleagues who are, are, cast, who are saying casting doubt on the use of masks. Well, that's just insane uh, because every physician, every uh, nurse, every anesthetist, and anybody who's been in our operating room knows that we all wear masks and it's very rigorous. And the reason we wear masks is so the person on the table doesn't get infected. And that is the primary wear reason to wear masks right now. If, if you wear a mask and everyone else wears a mask, we reduce the risks for one another. It's like, uh, you know, you could choose not to obey the speed limit and you might get away with it. But if everybody chooses not to be, uh, obey the speed limit, it's a problem. 
Dr. James Talbot joining me this afternoon. Um, how would you describe the, the province's response thus far when it comes to the pandemic? So I think in the beginning, for the first eight months or so, the performance both by individual Albertans, who I don't want to leave out of this. I mean, they all suffered hardships, whether they gave up your prom or your wedding, or you weren't able to see a grandparent and died, or you weren't able to, or you lost your job or your business. I mean, individual Albertans who are the people who brought that uh, outbreak under control, but they were backed by a government that made really good choices as well and reinforced the message. In the last month, I think we all have to take a look at what we do as individuals, what we do as business owners, and what we're doing as government. And right now, it doesn't matter what I say. The final verdict on how well the government and we as individuals are doing are those numbers. And those numbers continue to climb. And they're climbing at a rate where we were in the bottom third in terms of the number of infections and the number of deaths in Canada as a whole. And Canada was doing reasonably well globally. Right now, we're, we have the second poorest performance behind Quebec, and our rate of climb is faster. So at the rate things are going, we'll be number one sometime in December. Uh, Dr. Talbot, uh, today Premier Kenny was uh, on uh, Danielle Smith's show here on 6.30 Ched, and he told listeners that he believes the province is doing everything it possibly can to deal with the pandemic. Do you agree that the province is doing everything it possibly can? And if you don't agree with that, what should the province be doing? So if the numbers come down and the province has done everything it can, uh, that's a good thing. If the numbers continue to go up and the province has truly done everything it can, then we're screwed. Um, So uh, that's a word I didn't get to use much as the chief medical officer of health. But I think people understand the clarity that I'm trying to bring. So uh, a a very important part of governments working with individuals is that governments can provide a signal as to how serious the issue is. So for instance, when seatbelts were voluntary in the province, people didn't take it very seriously. But when they were made mandatory, they did. And, And as a result, fatalities came down. So right now, I don't know about you and the the, uh, listeners line, but the question I keep feeling all the time is, how come I can't have people in my home, but I can go to a restaurant? Mm. Yeah, I get that all the time. I get all sorts of questions, right? There's, right. it's, uh, you know, it's it it really is uh, nonstop. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of confusion, and and it it seemed earlier. You're right. Earlier this year, where people were. Uh, more willing to to follow along. People are getting tired. I think they're fed up. And you talk about, uh, I I talk about this confusion and um, people can can find both sides to something, you know, no matter where you look on the internet, I mean, you can find something that is going to back up your belief, whether it's right or wrong. And so this misinformation that you've been talking about and trying to quell that, I mean, I, I, I don't know even how you start to do that, sir. Well, I, you know, I think you start with the basics, and the basics are that we brought this under control once. Let, let, let's start even one step further back. Right now, particularly in the Edmonton zone, but it's true of Alberta as a whole, the virus is, control, is in control. 
we're not in control because mm-hmm. the, the numbers keep going up. So that's point number one. Point number two, we do know what to do as individuals as a, and as a government to bring it under control because we did it once already. So one of the things when I talk to friends and neighbours and relatives that I uh, sense in them is that they're starting to feel like there's uncertainty about what they need to do and they're feeling a little bit powerless. And what I point out to them is you have all the power right now. If you decide that you're going to stay in your home and limit the number of people who come into your home, and then if you have to go out, do as much of what you need to do outside, not inside, and then if you're going to go inside a space, first check to make sure that there's a limited number of people there and that they're wearing masks. And then when you go in, spend as little time in that, in, in, as possible. If you're able to do that, you can reduce the risk. Similarly, business owners can take a hard look at their business model, and if they go back online and they go to at curb service, they're going to be protecting their uh, employees and their customers. Um, there had been call for there had been calls for this for a couple of we, uh, a two week circuit breaker. The premier today uh, called those uh, rubbish, saying it's failed to work anywhere that it's been tried. Um, do we need uh, tougher restrictions in place? Would you have wanted to have seen uh, a circuit breaker lockdown? You know, I have trouble with the way the names of things are constantly changing, but. <laughs> The, the, what I do know is that we brought it under control mm. in the spring by doing a full court press. And the, the smart way to go right now is to convert where we are now, which is the virus is in control, back to where we were in, in the summer, where we were in control. When, when you see video from this weekend of an anti-mask rally in, in Calgary where there were a couple of hundred people and there was also video inside one of the uh, the, the malls uh, as well, I think it was in Calgary as well, what goes through your mind? Well, my first thought is, is sorrow for the people involved because um, this virus uh, doesn't care about people's political standpoint. It only cares about making as many copies of itself as possible. And we're seeing in the U.S. a bad situation, which is about to get much worse because of uh, their Thanksgiving. So that's my first thought is sadness, is that uh, those people, as we've seen with everybody, including the people in the president's own uh, family and closest circle, is that the people who deny that the virus gets spread this way get the virus. And then I'm concerned that they will have a bad outcome or that people they care about will have a bad outcome and then they, they will have their regrets, but it will be when it's too late. Dr. Talbot, before I let you go, um, and I, uh, how, I'm curious to know how you will communicate your um, your advice, your comes the committee's advice uh, to the public. Will it be in media releases? Uh, how is that going to be done? So there's a combination of things that we're looking at. Uh, we have been doing media releases. The Edmonton Zone uh, medical yep. uh, staff 
executive has already been doing that. We have a newsletter to have bilateral communication with our 1,700 staff and and the, the executive in this committee. We also have a website. Uh, apparently, we're on Twitter and uh, Facebook, which I would know more about if I was able to find the mute button on my phone. And um, also, uh, we're planning on um, uh, once we put together to, uh, the committee tomorrow and, and uh, plumb them for ideas, we're planning to expand to, to try to get the message out as many different ways as we can. Dr. Talbot, I want to thank you for joining me this afternoon. I look, I look forward to uh, talking with you uh, again in the future. Thanks for this. Thank you.